What does it take to create a vibrant, thriving life? First, the sad news is that Thoreau was right. Most people are leading quiet lives of desperation, lacking in meaning, fulfillment, and vitality. But we choose more. We choose to create extraordinary lives. And the Art of Vibrant Living show entertains you with inspiration, empowerment, and education to create your life into a masterpiece. It's time. Let's vibe up. Hello and aloha, y'all. I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Art of Vibrant Living show. I am Daniel Aaron, your host, and very excited about today's show. We've got a special guest. I'll introduce her in a minute. First, though, if you are new to us, and this is you're watching us live right now or coming by rebroadcast, I love that you are dedicated to vibrant living. And by that, I mean it's not an accident to create a vibrant, thriving life in a world that might be pulling us down in different ways. It takes intention, it takes education, it takes empowerment. And that is exactly what this show is about. Conversations, information, empowerment, and hopefully a little entertainment to lift you up and empower you to live the greatest life possible. My guest today, Jewel Jackson, is an amazing woman, a light healer, energy worker. She's got experience in writing, in dance, crystal grid activations. What's that? You're going to find out. Very exciting. We've got an incredible conversation to have about names, which points into a whole different, very awesome direction. So I could say a lot more, but better you hear it from her directly. Please welcome with me, Jewel, Jill, and we'll say what the difference is in a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Daniel, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah. Well, you are um, you're a poster child for the art of vibrant living. You're so bright. You've got Aww. so much cool experience in helping people. And um, just before we dive into, we got some deep topics to talk about here. Um, before we dive in that, would you just give a, a quick bit of background about who you are and what brought you to this point? Sure, sure. So I started my journey. Um, I went to college and a couple years after college, I had this calling. I woke up one morning and I heard, go put yourself through massage school. So that's where I started. Back in 1995, I became a massage therapist. I started my own business. And then a few years down the road, I was introduced to Reiki. And Reiki was my my introduction to energy healing. And so I learned Reiki one, level two, and became a Reiki master. And the purpose at that time in my life, I really wanted to work on myself because I feel like I was still young in my 20s and didn't really know who I was yet. And so as a Reiki master, I worked on myself for several years and really uh, got in there with understanding myself better. And then I started opening up and blossoming into um, teaching other people Reiki. And then fast forward a lot of years, um, I learned a lot of different healing modalities. So I always say I have a very large energetic toolbox uh, that I work with. And, and that includes, um, so I do a lot of energy healing sessions with people one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm a master dowser. So I work with um, environment spaces, so homes and businesses, and to help raise the vibration. So people feel better where they're living, where they're working, where they're sleeping. It's such an important part. Um, so dowsing is a part of my um, 
repertoire up my toolbox. And I have been dancing since I was very young. And uh, I have been teaching dance for 38 years. It's been a variety of different things that I've been teaching in dance. But I would say the last like 15 to 18 years, I've been teaching conscious dance. Um, we're, re we're really connecting to our body, our mind and our spirit. Um, and so I enjoy all of the different things that I do to offer people ways to get to know themselves better on a different level and to find ways to expand into their gifts, into their magic. Um, and so that's what I feel called here to do. And you can see it under my name there, it says the energy renovator. I coined that name uh, several years back because I feel like even though I might te teach dance or I'm dowsing or I'm doing meditation, you know, guided meditation, all the different things that I'm doing, it's really connected to energy. And Daniel, I know you know this, but everything is energy. And so when we can start to understand how energy, how we work with our own energy field and how, what are we putting out in the world? Uh, how can we work with this? It's, it's a game changer. And I am an empath and I tend to attract empaths to me as well because I love to teach empaths how to work with energy because empaths are so sensitive and we, we can pick up people's emotions and their energy and we can be highly, you know, oversensitized if the environment is um, like really loud. So I have a course actually online too, it's called um, energy empaths. And so I have a course for empaths. I have lots of things going on, but I love working with people to teach them about energy and how they can navigate in with more ease, grace, and flow, because isn't that like what we really want in life? <laughs> like to be real, like if it's like, what can I, I just wish life would be easy and peaceful and in the flow. So that's what I feel like my mission is to help people be in that space to, to find that for themselves. That's fit. That's great. Thank you. That's, um, and part of what I love about what you said is, you know, how I knew that you'd be a great fit for the show in some ways my philosophy of it's not my philosophy i didn't come up with this what it takes let's just call it like it is what it takes to have a vibrant life to have a great life is it takes a certain level of attention and intention and mastery in different aspects of who we are and our life yeah. right we all know that you know having a ton of money but being sick in your body well that's not a great life you know, or being really healthy, but having a, a dire level of poverty, well, that's not going to work well either. So we need a certain level of, if not mastery, a, a sense of progress and moving toward it. So I love your holistic approach to things and, and getting to the root of it, of course, is so important. You, you know, you've spoken about energy a couple of times in what you said. And, and to me, that's the principle of like, well, you, you could keep cleaning the river downstream right. all you want, but if you, you know, why not go to the source, go up here and say, oh, you know, there's this big clump of something in here. Let's remove that. Let's get this right. to shine and be pure like it can be. Right. And that's what it is with energy, right? It, it's everything in our life, all our thoughts, our perceptions, all our attractions, that all comes from our energy. So I, I love that that's where you focus. You take people to the source. Yep. I do dive in deep to kind of those limiting beliefs and what, you know, that's where we get stuck is what we believe in ourselves. And it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or I don't deserve love or I have to be last. All of those things we get in there and go, we shake it up and be like, is that really your truth? No, it's not. And so it's like I call it flipping the script, helping people flip the script on their life where I can't and I won't. And we flip the script is like, oh, hell yeah, I can. And, you know, finding this new way of, of, of seeing themselves from a new perspective. And I always 
think of it as this is how I describe it. Like we have an ego. It's part of who we are. We need to have a relationship with it. We're not going to get rid of it, but it, have a relationship with our ego and then really get to soul source, like your essence, who you are. And I always say your ego right now is driving the car. Let your ego go to the passenger seat or the back seat and put your soul in the driver's seat. Let your soul drive because your soul knows what you want and how you want to expand and explore your life. But we so many, so many times we let our ego drive the car and it's like, you know, putting all these limitations on us. So that's where I like to really dig in deep with people to um, help them realize that those are just limiting beliefs that they're allowing themselves to believe in. <laughs> so it's a thing that we can definitely flip the script on. And it's so, I'm going to just tell you straight up, that is what brings me so much joy is when I see people like the light bulb goes off and they're like, I get it. I have been like living in over here and I, I don't need to do that. And they, they start to slowly kind of bring themselves over to like the space of expansion and really connecting to their inner wisdom and their inner light. That's where I just, I can't, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this too, Daniel, with what the work that you do, you know, it's joyful to see people transition and, and, and transform transform their lives. Absolutely. That's, that's the juice. I had so many times in my life where I'm especially leading groups, live events where, you know, and, and working with, with, with people of any sort, you know, whether it's in retail or the restaurant business or in coaching at a certain point, there's challenges, right? You get a bunch of people together and, you know, we all have our resistances. We all have our projections. And sometimes our triggers. Are, we all have our own triggers. <laughs> you know, if we're human, we're going to get triggered at times. So there's always, you know, every time I've been leading a group, there's a certain point where part of me goes, why am I doing this? This is like so much hard work. I'm just trying to help. And every single time it's like almost, almost immediately, shortly thereafter, somebody has a breakthrough, somebody's life changes in some way. And I say, hallelujah, that is exactly why that makes all of the challenges, all the work, all the effort worth it to see that, to be part of that. Yeah, I so, agree. Well, let me ask you this, Joe, because you said something, which of course I agree with, I have a lot of experience with about limiting beliefs and you know, and I've been working in this realm for a long time. So quite immersed in what limiting beliefs are, what the consequences are, I have my ways of working with them for myself and with clients. And I'm sure you do too. Though I, I also recognize that sometimes for people who might be newer to awakening or personal spiritual development, that they can hear that while limiting. Well, what does that, you know, what does that mean? So would you be up for saying it in a, in, a, in another way, kind of breaking it down and not only saying like what a limiting belief is, but how might people be alert to them? Because one of the challenges, I know you know this, is with limiting beliefs is, well, we don't think they're beliefs. We just think that's the way it is, uh -huh. right? So how can people you know, be alert to them and recognize them? Yeah. Well, I think this is key for anything, Daniel. You have to have awareness. Like awareness is key. And once you're, you can, I call it being your own witness, when you can step outside and look at yourself and start to witness like, oh, I see that this pattern continues to show up in my life, this job situation or this relationship situation or how I react with a family member. Right. So you're witnessing, you're looking at yourself and you're just you're not judging yourself. You're just going, oh, OK, I see that this is a pattern. And then you can start to like rewind and say, well, when did that pattern start up? Oh, that started up when I was X years old, when this happened or I learned this from my family members. I mean, 
that happens. Like we, that's it, how we learn is through the people around us and our society and our culture, right? But when we can start to have awareness, witnessing ourselves, noticing patterns, patterns are key. And if things keep repeating, then we can start to go back and trace, like, where did this start? And it's like, wow, I was just little, I was like 10 when this happened when I was in school and this teacher shamed me or, and then I felt like I'm dumb, right? Or I'm, that's just an example, right? But when we start to go in there, then we have the awareness, we can start to go in there and look at it differently. I call it, you know, there's so many different tools that we can use to work with limiting beliefs, but A, I think awareness is key and then witnessing yourself. So you have that understanding, but you can start to um, look at that and just, start to unpack it a little bit. It's like, is this really true? Somebody told me this was true about me. I just chose to believe it. And then it's it's moving through that that process of moving out of I believe that to I don't believe that anymore. And then what do you want to believe? Flipping the script on that. I believe I am not stupid. I believe I'm, you know, whatever the belief was that you had. So I really think, Daniel, if somebody is new to this, it's it's you know, looking, you know, researching, looking more into what are limiting beliefs, get some basic understanding about it, but then start to look at your life and, and look at where do you keep getting stuck? Where do you keep living in where you just feel like I am just so done with this? Why does this keep happening to me? Those are cue signs where we get triggered, where we're in resistance. Go look at those spots and then start to trace it back. And then you can find what the and limiting beliefs are usually like, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. They can kind of be just these very big, basic things, but they boil down to these limiting beliefs that keep us held, held, held in tight. So do you have any like thoughts on that? Like, what do you suggest for people that are new? Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, hundreds of thoughts on that is one answer, but you know, one of the things no, right? I, <laughs> that I, I, I'm always alert for myself just in my own practice, well, you know, like when I'm journaling, when I'm speaking, if I catch myself saying something like, this is the way it is, or I'm yeah. like this, or I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of person that this, I tend to, yes. you know, then I'm like, oh, right. That, that I just said a belief about myself or about the world. Mm -hmm. And, and if it's one that's resourceful, like, Hey, I am blessed, lucky, and life works out for me. Cool. I'm gonna keep that one. That one works. Yeah. Um, but if it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, I, I I tend to get stuck with these things. Oh, really? Well, no wonder because I have that belief. That's like the 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 alert sign that says there's a belief under it. Um, mm -hmm. what yeah, about I agree with that. I think it's like where I get triggered or yeah. where I go into resistance. One of those two. It's like telling. It's like go look in those zones because there will be places you can move. You know, shift from and and create healing. You know, shifts in your life. Absolutely. Do you have any uh, any handy memories for yourself of any times when you had a limiting belief or discovered one and then were able to move through it and what happened? You know, I if this is a good time, I can tie this into the story that I wanted to share about uh, the travel that I've done this past year, because I I'll share this because this taps right into a limiting belief. And I can give it a very, very clear example Great. of how it shows up in our lives. So last year I, um, was in a house, I was renting a house and I wanted to buy a house. And I was so like, Oh, I'm going to go so excited. I'm going to buy this house. And it, things just weren't working out. Right. And you know, the universe has its way, <laughs> but what I was hearing was put your house in storage and you need to travel. And I was like, what? And 
so here's where the limiting belief showed up. When I was young, right after college, I was homeless for six months. I put my stuff in a storage locker. I stayed at friends' house. I was I stayed at 16 different places within six months. Like I stayed at friends and da-da-da-da all over the place. And I had so much shame around that. And I promised myself after I got through that six months of being homeless that I would never get back to that place again. I would never allow myself to be homeless again. And I kind of stamped that down. I put that down in the, you know, on the stamp. Well, fast forward <laughs> last year, I'm hearing, put your house in storage. And I'm like, oh, hell no, nope, nope, nope. I am. And I remember right away going, I am not going to be homeless again. And I went right into that scenario of that time in my life where I was struggling and had shame around it. And I was saying, that's, this is equating to that. And so it was a couple months, Daniel, before I let myself go, I'm not homeless. I'm not going to be homeless. This is a different situation. And I'm being called to put my house in storage. And I kept hearing, you're going to travel for a reason. You're going to travel consciously. You need to do. And I wasn't getting the whole story yet, but I was like this in resistance for, it was a couple months. And I would talk to my friends and I'm like, guys, I'm getting this download to do this. And I just don't think I want to do it. I don't. And then one morning I woke up and I, the only way I can explain it is like, I flipped the script on it. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I feel called to do it. And I am not going to be homeless. I have a, there's a purpose for me to do this. And I just declared it and I moved through my limiting belief. And I, I, I stopped saying I'm going to be homeless because I'm not. And I started the process of getting my house packed up and renting storage spaces. And once I did that, once I came, um, once I got out of my own way and got out of resistance, then the full information came in and the downloads that I was getting was this. It said, try, you're going to activate crystals. You're going to work with crystals. They're going to be activated and you need to travel across the United States and grit, put these crystals in the earth. And for these three reasons, one, to expand the heart energy of the country, we need to we need some love and to help people just kind of open their hearts a little more Two, to bring healing energy to Gaia. So help heal the earth. And then three, uh, to open up the possibility for a new world to emerge. I'm like, that's all you want me to do. <laughs> just kidding. And so I was like, okay, game on. And so I was sharing this download with a friend of mine and she started, she's an energy healer practitioner. Her and I have done retreats together over the years and she started smirking and smiling. And I said, what, why are you laughing at this? Or what, what's going on? She said, I have to tell you something. I have this retreat that's coming up here in Minneapolis where, where I live. And she said, normally, as you know, Jill, I do retreats in Sedona and Mount Shasta and we always do things out. And she said, I was called to bring people to Minneapolis to anchor energy at four different locations in, in Minneapolis. She said, you need to be a part of this. And this is where we're activating the crystals. And we're, these are the anchor points. And I said, absolutely. You know why? Minneapolis, Minnesota, we're the heart of the nation. You know, you, the heartland, you've heard of it. The Midwest is the heartland. And so it just, all of it fell into place very beautifully. And so there was eight of us that gathered and we, I had 80 crystals and we activated the crystals at these four anchor points. There's three in Minneapolis and one in Kinstone, just in um, across the border in Wisconsin. So that's where the energy was anchored. And then I've been traveling since last October 
all over the country. Um, and I, when I go there, I stay with friends or people, uh, friends of friends, and I call them star hosts. They um, bring me into their home and then we gather people together, like-hearted people that are into meditation, crystal gritting, um, consciousness, expansion, um, possibilities of, you know, renewal, all of the things. And so I've been traveling and doing these ceremonies across the country. And Daniel, I cannot tell you how amazing it's been. I have met so many people that I know will be friends for the rest of my life on this journey. And Sandy is one of them who brought me to you. And um, it's just been this really beautiful unfolding. And I'll tell you what it's taught me. It's taught me, you don't even have to ask me. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> it's taught me to be in the flow and really listen to where I'm being called. So I will literally be driving in my car and I'll just be like, spirit, where do I need to go? And I'll just be kind of led and I'll get to a park or a place and then I'll just walk. And there's sometimes I'm walking in the forest for an hour and then I just get a hit. This is where you need to put the crystal. If I'm by myself, sometimes I crystal grid by myself and sometimes I'm with groups, but it has taught me so much about letting go of the push and the pull and to trust and to be in the flow as, as best I can, because that is what we life. It's just like a river. It flows. And sometimes we, the current is fast and sometimes it's slow and gentle. And sometimes there's things in the way there's boulders or rocks or tree branches. Right. But the more that we can stay in the flow of life, I think it helps us to get through life easier, but we go under resistance with that because it's no, I want to plan everything. I want to know what's going to happen and I want to execute it. And I want all these structures set up, you know, that's, I, that's me. That's, I used to be like that, but I have learned over the years, how, how can you let go of some of that to be more aware and listening and be in the flow? I mean, that's what I've learned from this trip to the light tour, hands down. Wow. Flow. <laughs> that's beautiful. And hundred percent with you. And, you know, it is a fundamental uh, aspect of, or tendency amongst us humans right? At least part of us, we got the human, human animal part and the human spirit part, that human animal part wants certainty, wants yep. to plan, wants to know, right? That's come from our, you know, 2 billion year old brain that's oriented towards survival. Um, and even for a lot of us, when we learn, like, actually, that's not aligning with my best possibilities, my vibrant life, you know, the, the infinite potential of the universe, still, it can be hard to to go beyond that part because it's trying to hold on to. And the irony, of course, is trying to hold on to some certainty. There is no certainty, right? Right. So what yeah. what would you say? What are some of the benefits that have come for you in learning to ease up on that part a little bit and be more in the flow? That's such a great question. And hands down, I feel like when I'm in the flow, magic happens people show up and situations show up and opportunities show up that I could have never in a million years imagined or thought of in my, my own brain. So, and I think people will probably relate to this because we've all at some point kind of been in this like magic flow of life. And then it's like, wow. And then this person showed up and then I got hired. And then all, you know, this, these gifts came to me. That's what I feel like, honestly, in the flow, it's like the universe is just like, you got this girl and we got you. And it, and it just like brings this beautiful essence to life that I could have never imagined. 
And so that's what I feel when I'm really letting go and being in the flow. I know that's such a cliche, but opportunities show up in spades and people. And so that's what I've noticed when I push or pull and try to plan too much. It's kind of like, and then it's like kind of half work it out. And if it's just like, leave me where I'm supposed to go and really trusting that. But this, you know, that's a hard thing for people to do. But the more we start practicing with baby steps, and that's what I always, you know, I talk with my clients a lot about this. You don't have to have this all immediately, like take a step and notice, witness, watch, be aware, take another step, notice, witness, watches, you know, find what, what's happening here. Change happens, but it, it sometimes it just takes time. And if we have patience and kindness towards ourselves. You know, and I think self-love is such a huge component of um, healing and being vibrant in our life, you know, or like really loving ourselves and giving ourselves space and grace to make mistakes, because let's face it, that's part of life. And <laughs> we learn from our mistakes, hopefully, you know, and that's what helps us to grow. So if we can be in this space of so much self-love, it's like, no matter what happens, we're okay. No matter if we fail, we're good, you know, and I think failure is part of success and you can't have it without it, you know? So there's so many dynamics that come with this, but I'm kind of going off on a tangent now. I just get so excited about all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it too. I'm with you. And cause yeah. it's really like, I remember years ago being with Tony Robbins and one of the quotations that he said stuck with me a lot, which is the, to the degree, I'm paraphrasing, but to the degree that we can comfortably tolerate uncertainty is the degree to which our life can be amazing, yep. right? In other yep. words, and, and you, you spoke earlier about, you know, what's our relationship to ego? Yes, we need ego. It's a survival tool. Um, but one of the little acronyms we get for ego sometimes is edging God out, Right. And so if our ego's driving, if we're yeah. saying, I'm going to, I'm going to white knuckle my way through life and try yeah. and have certainty about things and plan and restrict. Well, then we're, we just blocked out this infinite benevolent force that could yeah, arrange absolutely. synchronicities and meetings and give us bigger dreams than we could ever imagine. Yep. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So, God, you're going to say something else. Yeah. I was just going to say that reminds me of if, if people can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, key. That's key. And most people don't like to be uncomfortable. They don't like change, but the only constant in the world is change. <laughs> so we, we realize that we accept it, we own it. And then we get comfortable with like, Ooh, this is stretching my edges a lot. This is, I'm uncomfortable here, but it's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable because when we are uncomfortable, that's when we can grow and we can stretch and we can learn. But if we just stay safe and it's like, I'm just going to, I'm only going to do these things. I'm only going to stretch this far. And then this is my boundary, right? We don't grow that much. We stay limited. We stay small. So I think getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is key and letting yourself stretch your edges. And if it's okay to be scared. And as we know, you know, that's, that's a place that's uh, anxiety and excitement. It's like the same vibration, but it just has a different uh, thing in your mind. <laughs> It has the same energetic signature, excitement and anxiety, like worry, like, oh, yeah. Fl so, flip sides so can, of the same coin. You know, yeah, I remember absolutely. 
yeah. having spent a lot of time in the breath work world, one of my favorite quotations oh, nice. that came out of there is um, anxiety or fear. That's just excitement without the breath. Yes. Yes. Right. I love that. I've heard that saying before, Daniel. And that is so, will you just say that again? Cause I love it so much. <laughs> well, it's, it's anxiety or fear. All that is, is excitement without breath. Right. right? So in other words, if yep. we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling fear, if we could say, okay, well, I'm not going to try and resist that or push it away. Let me breathe into that. Yeah. Then it turns into excitement. It turns into, you know, energy for us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like yeah. one of the really bad pieces of advice that we had a cultural myth around for ages and it's still perpetuated a lot. I'm, I'm spending more and more time in the world of professional speaking and performance, mm -hmm. right? Which is an area where so many of us get nervous, right? It's, you know, the, there's the, the urban legend that it's, you know, the biggest fear beyond yeah. death is public speaking. And right. so what happens when we stand up in front of people? Most people immediately start to get afraid, get nervous, right? So the old advice that was given was, well, try and calm down, take some slow, deep breaths and get yourself relaxed. And of course, like so much advice that was well-meaning, right? but actually not very helpful. So right. what we've learned, you know, those who've gone a bit further in this realm is that in fact, if we're feeling the nervousness and the, even the anxiety about speaking, well, we want to actually use that energy rather than try and control it. We go, okay, I'm going to breathe into that and let that flood in say, okay, I'm with that and let it go through us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you've mentioned Tony Robbins. He's always talks about change your state. Yeah. You know, you can change your state. Like you, if you're anxious, change it to excitement. Like you're like, oh, you know, it's like, I, I do, I don't know if you do this, but Sometimes we, we have to dance or move or just be like, I got this, I can do this and shake our hands or play music that makes us feel good. You know, I've got dance in my background. So music and movement are huge components for me too. And I always tell people, you can change your state like that. If you want to, you got to want it. And you can get out of feeling, you know, stuck or fussy or crabby or sad. Or, you can you just kind of move through it. So I love what you just said, Daniel, about using your breath. And if you're nervous, it's like, instead of trying to just like shove it down, like go away. It's like, okay, I'm scared. It's like, how can I breathe into this and let this just come forward and move it into excitement? And it's okay to be scared. Like I always tell people like, I get scared, but you can still be scared and stretch your edges and be kick ass too. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be this or that, you know, be scared and, and be a warrior and, you know, be here shaking, but you're just like, I'm still going to do this. You know, um, I think we just have to find our, um, find our way with that, but practice. It's like baby steps practice all the times when you start getting that, those sensations that come up that, that want to keep you just in that spot. Like, Nope, I'm not moving. I'm going to stay safe stretch your edges, take a step, try, try something new. You know, I encourage people to do that because that's how we grow. That's how we learn more about ourselves, you know? Um, and, and it's okay to fail, but a lot of people don't like that. <laughs> I always encourage people. It's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's I mean, not only okay, if, if we're dedicated to, if what we really want is an expanded life and an extraordinary life, it's not only okay, it's necessary. It's part Absolutely. of the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, well, they, so, they, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You had one more thing you want to say on that? Oh, I was just going to say like, you know, they, they always say like people that are successful or, you know, have done well, 
they have failed miserably many, many times to get successful. You can't succeed without going through those trials and errors. And so if we can accept that, boom, we're golden. So that's what I had to say. <laughs> yeah, well, beautiful. Well said. Well, so speaking of change, something that I'm excited to learn more about from you in an area that we've, we have some things in common, which I think is really valuable for um, most of our audience. Everybody's going to find it interesting. What's up with your four different names? <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. So, well, Daniel, I'm so excited that uh, we get to talk about this on your show today. Um, and uh, so my name is Jill Gu and has been for 28 years. And um, when I got married 28 years ago, uh, I took on this name. And Gu is a very rare French name. And the interesting thing is that I... Doing Google searches, I think I'm the only Jill Goo in the world because Jill is not a very common European name and Goo is a very rare French name. So I was very kind of like, oh, I'm the only Jill Goo in the world and do, 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 I really like this. So I ended up getting divorced four years ago and I was determined I was going to keep Jill Goo as my name because it's been my business name. It's been my website name. And, uh, you know, my, my ex-husband said, that's fine. You know, he agreed to it and it was all good. Well, this past year when I was in, or this earlier this year, when I was in Hawaii, I was in Kauai actually. And I was there with a friend of mine. I got another download and it was very clear. And it, it just said, you need to change your name. It's time energetically to change your name. And you're holding on to that name for the wrong reasons. And it's out of ego. And I was just like, whoa. Okay. So I kind of had, I did some soul searching when I was in Kauai and, you know, I was talking with my friend about it and she's, she was just saying, well, let's go do, there, there's a place where you can go do um, your name. You put in so it's astrology and numerology that it, it says like how your name fits you. And when I did that, it was, it was not favorable. <laughs> Jill Goo was not, it didn't, wasn't favorable for my birthday time and um, in numerology. And so I started looking at finding a balanced name that went with my birthday. And according to numerology, that would support me on a whole different level and a whole different vibration. And so I found the balanced name, Jewel Jackson. And so I, that's my announcement today. I'm changing my name from Jill Gu to Jewel Jackson, and I'm really excited about it. And it feels really good. And and I want to talk to you about this, Daniel, because I know you've done a name change too. And I I can't tell you how many people that I've been talking to just in the last probably six months that are thinking about changing a name or they want to, or they're, they're just, they just feel like their name doesn't suit them. And so I I want to just talk to you and learn more about your name change too, because I feel expanded with this new name and I'm really excited about it. And, uh, but tell me more about your story because I'm not, I don't know all about it either. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and congratulations on that. Cause you know, part of what I get from, from that story is that, well, you had the courage to one, be open to change right? You're listening to, you know, you're introspective. And then two, you, you get, you get the feeling or download information guidance that says, Hey, it's time for you to do something different. And we all get that. Everybody gets those messages sometimes though. There's also a part of a lot of us at times, and we all do this sometimes where we go like, 
No, yeah. that that's yeah. that's going to be uncomfortable, or um, I just rather keep things. And again, it's that survival keep brain. Yeah, keep and it keep it safe. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and you know, I think part of what you're describing goes back to what we were speaking of earlier, which is energy being the source of everything else that happens. Yeah. And another way we could say that is who we are being or what our vibration is or what our identity is, right? Because one of the most fundamental governors of human behavior and what kind of life we have, right? Because what we get back in the world has to do with how we act. That all comes from who we are being, right? So if we start with being or identity, the fundamental rule is, we're going to do things and say things that correspond to our self identity, right? The classic example of, you know, somebody says, Hey, would you like a cigarette? You know, and, and most people they're going to immediately go to yes or no, but it's going to be because I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker or I am a smoker, right? right. If I'm not a smoker, no, I don't, I don't want a cigarette. That that's, that's not who I am. Right. Right. So to have the courage to go to the source and say, who am I, right? And, and what's the flavor of my name and does it fit? Um, and also it points to something that's really huge in life. It's about growth. It's about evolution. Yeah. The law in nature is grow or die, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if, if we're not growing, we're dying. If we're not expanding, we're decaying. So, you know, yet somewhere we got this, this idea, a lot of us that, well, when I get to the, uh, you know, 18, 20, was it some age like that, then, well, I'm, I'm done growing and I got it all worked out. Well, and that's true. That's when our life starts to decline. Yeah. So I applaud you for having the, the courage to do that. Um, and yeah, my experience with it is, is names are really fundamental because it's, it's how we see ourselves. I remember when I was a little boy, I had a little boy name, which was Danny, right? My family all called me Danny. And then at a certain point in, I don't know, maybe I was 12, and I was like, that's a little boy name. No, I want I want a, a, a man name. And I was like, Dan, not Danny. Dan, that's a man name, right? Okay. And so, and of course, for my mother, she couldn't get beyond Danny. She also, so she still called me Danny. But then somewhere in my mid-20s, I was like, I don't know about Dan. And so, you know, I kind of got the guy and said, well, let's use my full name, Daniel, right? And there were some synchronicities. Like that. I was like, okay. And that produced some changes in my behavior, my identity, how I carried myself. But then, and I'll, I'll make this uh, the, the conclusion of this part of the story. Uh, shortly thereafter, I had what you could call a spiritual awakening. Mm. And coming out of that, I ended up going into some very deep realms of personal and spiritual development. And one part of that at an ashram included a guru saying, would you like a new name? And here's what's Ooh. funny about that. Cause I said, you know, I was really aligned with this guru, with the philosophy. I'd had some really profound experiences there. And so I was taking vows, you could say like monk vows in a way and saying, mm -hmm. yes, I, 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 I agree to live by these vows hundred percent. And then it was like, a, it was like an add on. Do you want a new name too? And I thought to myself, like, you know, optimal decision making. Well, sure, yeah, I want a new name. Meanwhile, I was thinking, let's see if I like it or not. If I like it, I'll take it. You know, right. no obligation, right? So yeah. they gave me the name Swami Anand Shaker, right? And wow. Sanskrit name. And cool. 
And when I got the name, I was like, huh. And, and you know, in this world, and this was uh, in the world of Sri Bhagwan Rajneesh and what they call sannyasins. And in that world, there are a lot of names and some of them we hear often, though I'd never heard that one before. And then I saw the uh, subtext, what it means. And the name was the pinnacle of bliss. Wow. And it was really interesting to me because wow. part of how I got aligned with that teacher and that philosophy was I'd had some awakenings through the methodology where I'd experienced a level of bliss, like nothing I'd ever even known of. Oh, fascinating. Right? And so when I got, and I was like the pinnacle, I want that name. Yeah. Because I'm like, yes, I want to live into that. That's something yeah. I want to feel. Yeah. And then years later, I had another teacher I was working with who said, you know, if you didn't give yourself that name, you might want to consider giving yourself a name. I was like, huh, okay, that's an interesting concept. And so, and it felt right at that point. I said, yeah, it's time to let go of this name now. And, and I spent honestly like a few months saying, what's my new name? What do I want to name myself? And, you know, and, and I've been in the, the new age spiritual world so much. I've heard so many kooky yeah. names. I went through the whole thing. I went through all the fruits, you know, and I have a friend named Durian, a friend named Avocado, and fruits I have so three names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I could be Sage or I could be, you know, and, and Spruce. And I'm like, no, not, none of those fit. And in the end, it was like, oh, you know what? It's the name my mother gave me, right? She was tapped into something that fit for me at that point, And she gave me that name and that's what fit. Um, nice. Yeah. There's more to it, but I'll leave it there because yeah. it's already a long story. So what um what what is that what is it meant for you and what does it feel like now being in that transition? Yeah. So well, it's definitely a transition. Like I I've already switched my website and I'm doing social media stuff like this. I'm literally launching this this week. So I feel like it is I'm in the beginning stage of the transition. But I'll tell you what I've noticed because I have shared this with some close friends over the past you know, month or so just to kind of let them know and give them a heads up, like people close to me. And the response that I've had has been very beautiful. Um, people are just like, oh, that's totally your name. Oh my gosh. I can feel the energy of that. I mean, I, they're responding in ways that I didn't expect them to. And they were like, oh yes, yep, it's time for you to have a new name and, and just kind of really validating. I thought, you know, people would be like, oh, okay, you know, cool, you know, but they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> so it's fascinating to watch people like experience, you know, that and 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 just feel that boomerang back at me of of people like feeling the name. And I've heard I've had people say, I can really, when you say that name for yourself, you, you are different. Like you radiate a different energy from you. And I do, Daniel, I feel this energetic shift happening ever since I start, you know, have, have claimed this new name. Things have been shifting in my life in very positive ways. And I, it's fascinating. So I, I feel this expansion expansiveness that's very energetically pleasing. <laughs> I can put it that way. It's joyful. And, you know, somebody even pointed out, they're like, Jewel, it's not spelled like a, like a Jewel, like a J-E-W-E-L, it's J-U-H-L. But they're like, you do crystal grid ceremonies. It's like the Jewel. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just like, it's very appropriate for you. And I'm like, well, I didn't pick it for that reason, but thank you, you know? So it feels really good. And I'm really excited to 
um, just step into my life in this new way. And, and uh, name changes, I think, are very important. And I think they hold strong energy for people in how they show up in life. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to be Jewel Jackson. I tell people you can call me Jewel or you can call me JJ. <laughs> nice. I was, yeah. I was at a gathering the other day and um, there was a woman there who's, um, she has two J names and I'd met her a while back and, uh, and I used her second name, which in this case was Jill. She had a, a first part of it and then it was Jill. And I said something like, uh, you know, so, so Jill, what do you know? And I asked her a question and she, she, I love the way she responded. She, she let me finish the question, no reaction. And then she said, Oh, actually I prefer to be called JJ and just said that. And then she went on with the rest nice. of it. And I was like, thank you so yeah. much for telling me that. Yeah. You know, and it's fascinating because I'm sure you're going to experience this in the next while for you. Some people, like, it sounds like this is a lot of the people around you are like, wonderful. I will call you what you want me to call you, yeah. which is the equivalent of saying, I'm willing to see you for who you want to be. I'm willing to see you new now. And then yeah. other people, and oftentimes it's our family. Yeah. That's really hard for them. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, go ahead. Yeah. I want to give space and grace to people too. It's like, I, I do understand that, you know, if you've known me for all my life, yeah, it's going to be hard for you to all of a sudden just switch names. So I will give space and grace to people's. And if you look at Jill and Jewel, there's only two, two letters that are different. It's the I and the L are gone and the U and the H went in there and Jewel, Jill, it's so close. Like they sound very similar. So I won't be one of those people that will be hell bent. If people are like, I calling me Jill, I'll be okay with it. You know, it was more or less changing my last name. That's what really felt like I, it was time to move on from. But I do want to honor my new name. And I will, I've already been making dinner reservations under Jewel Jackson. <laughs> so it's been fun. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's um, I, one of my favorite memories, actually, which I haven't thought of in a while is uh, when I, this is going back 22 years, maybe when I first started leading professional trainings and I was leading, I think it was my very first yoga teacher training. And a, a woman came who's from Austria and she said, oh, my name is Billy. And a little bit of an accent. And I was like, huh, okay, interesting. And then as we were talking a little bit more, and this was with the whole group, I was like, so your name, Billy, I'm, I'm curious where'd that come from? And she said, well, it's not my given name, but some people have trouble saying my name. I was like, oh, what's, you know, what's, what's your great? given name? Yeah. And her name was Beata, right? Beata. Now, and I recognize I have a little bit of an advantage over a lot of uh, fellow uh, United States citizens mm -hmm. um, because I've lived in a lot of different places in the world. So to me to say Beata is not a difficult name. Right. And But really, it's not that difficult name for anybody if you just give it a minute. And yeah. so I, I said to her, well, how do you feel about if we call you Beata? Would that feel good? And like immediately she started crying Aww. and, you know, and I spoke to her like three weeks ago, oh, actually for the first time in years. And, you know, and she still remembers that as like, Aww. in some ways, what it symbolized is like the courage to be herself, mm -hmm. not necessarily to, and not that she was dumbing herself down, but sort of molding herself a little bit to make it easier for other people. So yeah. part of what I see you doing also is you're saying like, this is who I choose to be. This is how I'm putting myself forward into the world. And not only is that cool for you, it's inspiring to other people. 
Yeah. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I hope, you know, when, when I, uh, uh, I hope like doing these shows together that we inspire somebody with our conversation. Like that's my intention is always like, I hope whatever I shared or if there was a nugget of wisdom that, you know, was said that it inspires someone to change or look at themselves differently or, you know, stretch their edges. Right. And that's what I hope. So thank you for acknowledging that. And Thank you for letting me be on the show to share this announcement today. I've been sending out little things like there's an announcement coming. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's um, it's a debut. It's a new you. Yeah. And I'm glad we get to be part of it here today. So, well, on that note, we, we're, you know, we're heading toward the clock turning over at some point soon. So what is, uh, what's up with you now? I know you're, you're still in travel mode, still doing the crystal grid activations, for people in our audience, whether it's live or by rebroadcast, that would like to connect with you more or maybe benefit from your work, what are you up to and how do people get in contact with you? Yeah. So uh, my website, like I said, has been changed over. You can either go to jillgoo.com or jeweljackson.com. They both will go to the same website. So there, there's a forwarding um direction that will go. Yep. Yeah, just head to my website and there you can explore all the different things. Like I said, I have a course online that if you're an empath, if you're somebody who's really sensitive, or maybe you're just kind of waking up into the energy realms of things and spirituality, this class is a fantastic online course that you can work at your own pace and time. And it was a life changer for me. And that's why I I'm sharing it with others because it was the tools that completely changed my life. Um, but you can go on my website. You can schedule right in the website. If you want to do a, a one-on-one -on -one session with me and do an energy renovation soul session and really get in there and do some fun energy work together, you can do that. If you're into dousing or space clearing, I can douse or space clear your home. So everything's on my website and you can even reach out and do a clarity call. If you're just not sure what you want to do and you want to just speak to me and have just get some ideas do a free clarity call, reach out and, and connect with me and we'll see where you're at and, and, and what would be a good fit for us to work together. So that's what I would suggest. And I do want to offer um, people that are listening and tuning into your show a 50% off discount. If, if somebody wants to do a one-on-one -on -one hour energy renovation soul session with me, um, I would like to offer that to um, any anybody who's watching. Wow, that's very generous of you. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, 50% off for uh, viewers or listeners of the Art of Vibrant Living show. <coughs> Excuse me. How would one take advantage of that? So, I will leave a, a link uh, and the code that you can use to. Can we leave that down in the? Um, yeah, if you can, you can tell it to me now, and I'll put it in the comments. Sure. Okay. Let me see here. Do, do, do. So I will share that. Let me get this. And you can, like I said, you can do all the scheduling right online. Sorry, I didn't have this ready earlier. That's so I all right. That. We're getting it now. And so, okay, here's the link to schedule. So that for you. And then I think I texted you the code and just um, that's the code. When you're checking out, if you put that word in, that will give you the 50% off discount. Perfect. Okay. So the website then for everybody, it's there on the screen now. It's uh, jeweljackson.com, J-U-H-L 
J-A-X-E-N.com. And for the 50% discount, check it out. The code is simply vibrant. Vibrant. So that's a perfect code. I put that. It should be easy to remember. Put it in the comments also. So that's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for that. And I'm sure you will have a lot of people excited to take advantage of that. Um, Again, going upstream, taking care of the energy, making those shifts where you get the most leverage from it. So now all that said, I think, Jewel, that brings us to the place, if you are up for it, where I will ask you the final question, the big question. Um, can I do that? Are you ready for it? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like. Dun, I dun, dun. And this is, this is a, um, it's, I'll, I'll warn you. It's, it's an impossible question. There's no way that you can get this right. The good thing about that is it also means there's no way you can get it wrong. Oh, so the question is this with your tremendous amount of experience and expertise, mm-hmm. if you had to boil all of that down to one thing to help somebody toward living a life of vibrancy, an extraordinary life, what would you say for them? What would you advise them to do or not do? What's what's your single piece of advice for people to live a vibrant life? I think it is know yourself, love yourself, and forgive yourself. So it's three things. But really coming in to this deep understanding and and like I said earlier, being the witness to who you are and having that awareness to start to open up and allow your soul and your spirit to be in the driver's seat. That to me is how we live a vibrant life is to really connect with our inner light. And we all have them. Sometimes we're just, you know, not listening or paying attention. So letting that inner light come forward, that would be my best advice that I can give everybody is really connect deeply with your soul, your spirit, your spark, your inner light, and let that guide you to have a vibrant life. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Well, I'll ask one quick follow-up question that, um, cause I think, I think you'll have a great answer to this, which is let your soul, let your spirit take over driving, right? Let the ego go into the, into the passenger seat. How would somebody know if, if, if the, if the seats are reversed, what would be an indicator that like, wow, you know, that my, my, my ego must be in charge right now. And, and I could switch perspective. How would they know that? When the ego's in charge, you mean? Yeah. When you have triggers and when you're in resistance and when you get into that very limited thinking, like you even mentioned it earlier when it's like, you're just kind of, this is how it is. And this is going to, you know, and it's very, um, it's my way or the highway, or it's very black and white. That is key when you can just be like, okay, it's being in the flow to me as spirit when you're in resistance and triggers come up and you're really hell bent on something being a certain way, ego. That's how I think you can feel it. The difference who's in the driver's seat. Beautiful. Yeah. And and it sounds like, I think part of what I hear from that is that a, a, a derivative feeling of that resistance um, would be that we're not feeling good, right? That we're suffering in some way. Yeah. Right. And that yeah, could be an indicator. Like, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just feeling stuck and suffering in some way, shape, or form. And that that's where I always say, whenever you find this resistance that comes up or these these trigger points, 
go look there. That's where your answers <laughs> will lie. But you got to do the work to do it. And you mentioned this earlier in this in this show today is that sometimes we have to get gritty and we have to go through the shit to get through it and to to heal and to transform. But sometimes it's not pretty. But when we when we allow ourselves that space and grace and the forgiveness to get through it and and look at it, then we can start to transform. But if we just sit and push it down and hide it and just want to ignore it, we're just going to get the same stuff, different day, you yeah. know? Yep. Nicely said. Well, Jewel, thank you so Ooh. much for being with us and uh, sharing thank this you. debut monumental day of announcing your uh, evolved identity <laughs> here. That's fantastic. Um, thank you. I feel so honored. And thank you for inviting me to the show, Daniel. It was so fun to connect with you. And I hope that we stay connected after this. Uh, I will come to Maui and visit soon. And I would I would hope that we can maybe go out and have lunch together or something. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I look forward to it. So um, cool. And then with that, um, I say thank you to y'all, viewers, listeners, live rebroadcast, however you are tuning in. The fact that you are tuning in says to me, you are a unique character because you're not settling for the status quo. You're not settling for what I call the cult of meh, mediocre monotony. <laughs> you are saying it's meh. You're saying instead you're up for something more. You're up for creating your life into a masterpiece. And I'm so grateful that you've chosen to invest this time with us and let us be part of this journey. We will be back very soon for another show, and it just keeps getting better and better. So, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in, and do make your life a masterpiece. Aloha. Mahalo for tuning in to the Art of Vibrant Living show, y'all. I'm Daniel Aaron, and may you live with great vibrancy. <laughs>